I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. Welcome to Daily Reflections. Each day we spend time in prayer and break open the Word. I'm Father John, and this podcast is meant to guide us, to challenge us, to help us to grow in our relationship with Jesus and with one another. You are a blessing. You're a gift. God loves you so very much. And I just want to thank you for joining me today on this 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And we begin with Psalm 95, verse 1 to 2, 67, 8 to 9. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts together. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Together, if today you hear his voice, Hearted not your hearts. Our gospel for today is taken from Luke chapter 17, verse 5 to 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, Who has Just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field. Come here immediately and take your place at table. Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Lord, increase our faith. Just as the disciples, many of us pray this request daily. I know I do. I think of the many teachings of Jesus that seem very difficult to embrace, such as love your enemies, bless those who curse you, forgive 77 times, give without expecting anything in return, take up your cross. Let's face it, we need something more, uh, uh, much more than simply saying, great, not a problem. Jesus' response to the disciples can be somewhat confusing, however. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Just imagine a mulberry tree suddenly uprooting itself, flying through the air, and then replanting itself in the sea. Now, what is this about? You know, why would anyone want to do that? It's kind of like an odd expression of faith, don't you think? I, 
you know, I think Jesus is making clear that true faith is not about pomp and magical events, but, but rather the, the, the potential that you have in you to grow in your relationship with the Lord and with one another. Faith does not give us some magical formula by which we can bring about the good things we want in our lives. So really, why does Jesus talk to us about the mulberry trees? I think he uses this vivid language to, to seize our attention and to make a point that faith is real. Faith can make a difference in our lives. This image of the mulberry trees is not meant to convert people to faith in Jesus. It's really intended for us who already believe to assure us that our faith in him is not wasted. If we have faith, even faith the size of a mustard seed, it can change things. You know, yesterday we celebrated the feast day of Trice of Lisseux. You know, she's known as the little flower. And, and many, many people just love this saint, you know. And she has her famous writing called The Little Way, Little Way. And it has inspired so many to be faithful in the little things. You know, Therese talked often about the smallness of her own faith, but she never questioned God's goodness or fairness in giving her what she had. She never demanded more because she knew she had been given enough to be faithful. She'd been given enough to obey. And, you know, she made this comment, uh, God would never inspire me with desires which cannot be realized. And she goes on to say, so in spite of my littleness, I can hope to be a saint. Wow. So many saints were blessed with the amount of faith needed to be faithful. So even if it's size, even if it's just the size of a mustard seed, we have to make it work. Throughout the gospel, we see individuals who were commended by Jesus for their faith. You know, Jesus had said many times, your faith has saved you. He says this to a blind beggar who wants to see again, your faith has saved you. A Samaritan leper who comes back to thank him after he has been healed of his leprosy. Your faith has healed you. And even a woman who touches him, touches the cloak in order to be healed of hemorrhages. Your faith has healed you. Remember the Roman centurion who goes to, to great lengths to have him heal a trusted servant? When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. My friends, faith is not so much about moving mulberry trees or mountains, but it's about basic trust in Jesus. Faith is, is letting go. It's about total surrender. It's handing over to God our entire lives, all our deeds. It's about placing the people we love and every person we encounter in God's loving hands. I think our gospel today assures us that our faith in God's power can, can make a difference. We cannot move mulberry trees, but God can. 
and therefore trust that God's power is our in our life is real. You know, if I were to make any concrete uh, suggestions, it would be first to to read the Bible every day, reflect on the Word, learn from the Word, act on the Word. You know, I'm asking our school children to. Uh, that I'm teaching uh, every week to, to memorize various Bible passages, not for the sake of simply memorizing, but to begin to know the word, to, to make that a part of one's life, that you know how these passages can help you to grow in happiness. Secondly, try to hang out with other people who have a faith that is real and who take a relationship with God seriously. You know, others will either lead lead you to, to Christ or lead you away from Christ. Check out what it says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and you become wise, but the companion of fools fares badly. In other words, associate with the wrong people and you might end up in trouble. Hanging with people who believe in God and follow God's ways, well, you can be sure that you're going to grow in faith. Finally, hang in there, especially in the moments, most difficult moments. You know, I am so uh, praying for the people of Florida, you know, and we see the devastation that Hurricane um, Ian brought to the people of Florida and then up the coast, you know, our, our house reach out to them. I know mine does it. It's in these moments when faith, I think, takes hold. So many questions about our relationship with God begin to surface. St. Paul says, you know, indeed, we had accepted within ourselves the sentence of death that we might trust not in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. So every moment is an opportunity for us, I think, to, to, to grow and trust in God, in God, even in those most horrifying moments. My friends, the Lord is offering you the gift of faith, the gift of responding to his love for you. And when you receive this gift, Jesus will do everything possible to help you to understand that you do not have to rely on yourselves. Rely on the power of God. If ever we feel that our faith is weak, we can simply come before the Lord and like the disciples in our gospel, pray, Lord, increase my faith. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.